Welcome to the Presentation Boss Podcast. I'm Kate Norris. I'm Thomas Craft. And we're here to help you plan, design, and deliver your best presentation. Hello, bosses. Welcome to episode 60 of the Presentation Boss Podcast. Today, we're doing another speech breakdown. And today, we've chosen to do Barack Obama's commencement speech to the class of 2020 for a few reasons. The first is that in our workshops, we often ask people, who do you see as a good communicator? And without fail, every single time, Barack Obama comes up in the Every list. time. Every time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we've wanted to do something with Barack Obama's speeches before, but not quite had the opportunity. So it's a little highlight to the whole pandemic crisis that's going on. And given all the lockdowns in the US, there's a lot of schools can't do their proper graduation ceremony. So just recently, the channel NBC presented a special, which was Graduate Together. America honours the high school class of 2020. And it was hosted by LeBron James. And they got a bunch of people to give a virtual commencement address. And Obama was one of them. And it'd be a nice little speech for us to break down, seeing as how everybody likes the way that he presents. So we'll have a close look at that. So with our speech breakdowns, we will play the speech, pause it at any moment that we feel like commenting on, anything that we think is particularly great or anything that we might change. Yeah, so the folks in our workshops have asked for it and we're about to deliver. So let's play Barack Obama's virtual commencement speech to the class of 2020. This is your generation's world to shape. Hi, everybody. Anaya, thank you for that beautiful introduction. I could not be prouder of everything you've done in your time with the Obama Foundation. And of course, I couldn't be prouder of all of you in the graduating class of 2020, as well as the teachers and the coaches, and most of all, parents and family who guided you along the way. Now, graduating is a big achievement under any circumstances. Some of you have had to overcome serious obstacles along the way, whether it was an illness or a parent losing a job or living in a neighborhood where people too often count you out. Along with the usual challenges of growing up, all of you have had to deal with the added pressures of social media, reports of school shootings, and the specter of climate change. And then, just as you're about to celebrate having made it through, just as you've been looking forward to proms and senior nights, graduation ceremonies, and let's face it, a whole bunch of parties, the world is turned upside down by a global pandemic. And as much as I'm sure you love your parents, I'll bet that being stuck at home with them and playing board games or watching Tiger King on TV is not exactly how you envisioned the last few months of your senior year. Have you seen this before? No. All oh, right. I think what we're seeing here is just like classic Obama in a couple of ways. He has quite an iconically lovely voice to listen to. I think mm. it's there with like Morgan Freeman sort of lovely voices, maybe a bit of David Attenborough, like people who are just easy to listen to an iconically good speaking voice. And we're also seeing a bit of the classic Obama where very serious, professional, he's obviously been a head of state, uh, but drops in those little... It's not jokes, but it's just like little reminders that he's a cool dude as well. It's an acknowledgement of the real world. Yeah, I think that makes him just feel a little bit relatable, a little bit one of us. Is not exactly how you envisioned the last few months of your senior year. Now, I'll be honest with you. The disappointments of missing a live graduation, those will pass pretty quick. I don't remember much of my own high school graduation. 
I know that not having to sit there and listen to a commencement speaker isn't all that bad. Mine usually go on way too long. Also, not that many people look great in those caps, especially if you have big ears like me. And you'll have plenty of time to catch up with your friends once the immediate public health crisis is over. But what remains true is that your graduation marks your passage into adulthood. Oh, oh, there was something he did that I really liked. He, uh, he was doing the acknowledgement of this process, like this current situation sucks, uh, but it will pass. I don't remember my graduation ceremony, all a little bit of acknowledgement. And then he had a very solid but and moving into something that is a bit more profound. You can feel that he's about to start the proper content, the proper message that he wants to deliver to this class. So I just like that he sort of got that stuff out of the way. He's built a little bit of rapport by being, as we said, uh, relatable and likable and a couple of little jokes almost in there. But contrast moving into the next thing. Is that your graduation marks your passage into adulthood. The time when you begin to take charge of your own life. It's when you get to decide what's important to you the kind of career you want to pursue, who you want to build a family with, the values you want to live by. And given the current state of the world, that may be kind of scary. If you'd planned on going away for college, getting dropped off at campus in the fall, that's no longer a given. If you are planning to work while going to school, finding that first job is going to be tougher. Even families that are relatively well-off are dealing with massive uncertainty. Those who were struggling before, they're hanging on by a thread. I think there's a lesson to be learned here communicating as a leader, which is, it's not so much that he is delivering bad news, but he's certainly talking about bad news. The current world situation, or at least the situation uh, for the people he's talking to, sucks. It's hard. Like finding a job is going to be hard. You may not be able to get to college. And he's just stating it. There's no sugarcoating. There's no like treating people as if they're idiots. It's just, this is the situation. Everybody's struggling. And I, I accept that it's awful for you too. And I think there's a, a lesson here communicating as a leader, giving a presentation around treating people with dignity and showing honesty. And you know what, maybe that's part of the reason that so many people write Obama's name down when we ask them to think about who they like as a presenter. I think it's a huge demonstration of empathy is, is just what it is. Yeah. They're hanging on by a thread. All of which means that you're going to have to grow up faster than some generations. This pandemic has shaken up the status quo and laid bare a lot of our country's deep-seated problems, from massive economic inequality, to ongoing racial disparities, to a lack of basic healthcare for people who need it. It's woken a lot of young people up to the fact that the old ways of doing things just don't work. That it doesn't matter how much money you make if everyone around you is hungry and sick, and that our society and our democracy only work when we think not just about ourselves, but about each other. It's also pulled the curtain back on another hard truth, something that we all have to eventually accept once our childhood comes to an end. You know, all those adults that you used to think were in charge and knew what they were doing, turns out they don't have all the answers. A lot of them aren't even asking the right questions. So, if the world's going to get better, 
It's going to be up to you. That realization may be kind of intimidating, but I hope it's also inspiring. With all the challenges this country faces right now, nobody can tell you, no, you're too young to understand, or this is how it's always been done. Because with so much uncertainty, with everything suddenly up for grabs, this is your generation's world to shape. Since I'm one of the old guys, I won't tell you what to do with this power that rests in your hands, but I'll leave you with three quick pieces of advice. First, don't be afraid. America's gone through tough times before. Slavery, civil war, famine, disease, the Great Depression, and 9-11. And each time, we came out stronger, usually because a new generation, young people like you, learned from past mistakes and figured out how to make things better. Now, I've not seen this before. This is the first time that I'm watching this, and I have a prediction to make. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what he's done is said, I've got three things to tell you, three things to share with you. Yeah, three pieces of advice there, yeah. Yeah. First is don't be afraid, and then fleshes it out. And what he's done really well here is hasn't just given us a paragraph. He's given a headline to that paragraph. The headline being, don't be afraid. So my prediction is that his next two points are also going to have a headline and then an explanation. And then at the end, he'll probably summarize using the headlines. Very classic three-point technique, but this is a really clear example of it if it comes to pass. Mm. Learn from past mistakes and figure out how to make things better. Second, do what you think is right. Doing what feels good, what's convenient, what's easy, that's how little kids think. Unfortunately, a lot of so-called grown-ups, including some with fancy titles and important jobs, still think that way, which is why things are so screwed up. Ooh, shots fired. Oh, ouch. That was not subtle. That was not a subtle stab at all. And certainly not from Barack Obama, who has basically said nothing since he left office about, about the presidency. But you're right, that's not... Subtle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is why things are so screwed up. I hope that instead you decide to ground yourself in values that last. Like honesty, hard work, responsibility, fairness, generosity, respect for others. You won't get it right every time. You'll make mistakes, like we all do. But if you listen to the truth that's inside yourself even when it's hard, even when it's inconvenient, people will notice, they'll gravitate towards you and you'll be part of the solution instead of part of the problem. And finally, build a community. No one does big things by themselves. Right now, when people are scared, it's easy to be cynical and say, let me just look out for myself or my family or people who look or think or pray like me. But if we're going to get through these difficult times, if we're going to create a world where everybody has opportunity to find a job and afford college, if we're going to save the environment and defeat future pandemics, then we're going to have to do it together. So be alive to one another's struggles. Stand up for one another's rights. Leave behind all the old ways of thinking that divide us sexism, racial prejudice, status, greed, and set the world on a different path. When you need help, 
Michelle and I have made it the mission of our foundation to give young people like you the skills and support to lead in your own communities and to connect you with other young leaders around the country and around the globe. But the truth is, you don't need us to tell you what to do because in so many ways, you've already started to lead. Congratulations, class of 2020. Keep making us proud. Pretty good. Okay, so I was wrong. He didn't summarize with those three points, but... Those three headlines. Those three headlines were very strong. There was don't be afraid, do what you think is right, and build a community. That was still really, really strong. Yeah, and I think that first one, there was something I noticed he did as he uh, gave explanation on that, which was he very, very much sort of said, you know, we've, we've had situations similar to this before, and it's always been people like you that have pulled us out the other side very much that idea, I think, of uh, building inspiration in that cohort of passing the baton to them. Like, this is, this is a bit of a tradition for the, the people who've been like you in the past. Quite liked how we did that. Mm. So what are your overall thoughts then? Um, should we go into our two standard questions? Yeah, let's do the two standard questions, I think. Yeah. What message did you get from that? You know, I think watching this speech, and I think back to past Barack Obama, he's really famous for a first speech he gave at a Democrat Party event, which is called the Audacity of Hope. And in his campaigns for presidency, his his tagline was, yes, we can. He's always had this, this personal brand of hope, togetherness, we can together, and inclusiveness mm. and tolerance. And I think that's the theme that also carried through this speech as well. To me, it's very much the Barack Obama brand in many ways. So, so the message, you know, I mean, I didn't, those three headlines that you just talked about, Kate, I think all pointed towards something similar to the title, your generation can shape this world how you believe is best. Is that something like what you got or? Yeah, exactly the same. I think the title is exactly correct. And I love when a title has the message in it, which is <laughs> yeah. just, this is your generation's world to shape. I want to chat a bit about the tone of the speech mm. and talk about the difference between a motivational speech and an inspirational speech. To me, this was a very inspirational speech. And if he wasn't careful, he could have easily made this a motivational speech. Yeah. How so? The way I delineate personally the difference between inspiration and motivation is that motivation lasts 10 minutes. Inspiration lasts a lifetime. The way he could have made it motivational was join the Obama organization today, sign up to be a leader today, and tries to get movement now. Motivation tries to get things happening today. Do things now, sign up today, call now, be the first 30 speakers and you'll get a <laughs> call now, be the first 30 and get a free set of steak knives. <laughs> That's motivation. <laughs> yeah. Inspiration is different. It's very, it's longer term. It's more empowering. I think the difference, like in the way he actually executed that motivation, it tends to be a bit more higher energy, almost an element of fakery feeling. But Obama is very subdued. I think he communicates a lot of passion without exhibiting it. It's, it's subdued. It's subtle. Yeah, I'm not sure if I agree with that because I think it comes through really clearly in his voice. Mm. I think the passion is exhibited hugely in his voice. Yeah, but there's no there's no artificialness to it. There's no like over yeah, the top gosh, energy yes. to, you know, join the thing, start the thing, be a thing. Yeah, very true. Yeah. So then what did you see? Let's talk body language. There's something I have to call out, which I disliked severely about watching this. 
And I encourage you to jump down in the show notes where I've put a link to this talk and you can go and watch it as well. Obama is quite famous for speaking very strongly with his hands. Whenever you see him speaking, he always has both of his hands in shot to help to make gestures to reinforce what it is that he's saying. And this camera set up, and I don't know whether he's done it at home or he's, they've had an NBC person come out. The shot itself is fine. The background is interesting, but blurred. It's not distracting. He is very clear. It's well lit. But it is literally from like his shoulders up. You cannot see his hands. And I, mm. I noticed watching it once or twice, you sort of saw, you know, two and a half fingers and a thumb poke into the frame. He's still speaking with his hands, but the camera shot was just a bit tight. And I missed that. I missed a lot of the, the visual communication that I'm used to seeing with, with watching Obama speak. Yeah, I did notice that too, actually. But i tell you what I really liked. Yeah. Is he's probably reading from a teleprompter or whatever. But his, <laughs> but his eyes are on the camera. And yeah, chances are the teleprompter is behind the camera. Mm. The other one, in front of the camera. Um, <laughs> but it just felt like eye contact. Yeah, it feels like he's speaking to me. Yeah. I have, I have nothing else on Obama speaking. He's just the epitome of, of beautiful speaking, isn't he? He's calm, controlled, intelligent, structured. He's got it all. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, I, I can't disagree with people when they say that they look to Obama for a contemporary example of a great speaker. I mean, we also hear criticism about him as well, that he's reading from a teleprompter. He has speechwriters working for him. He's probably had uh, spent a huge amount of money on coaches and voice coaches and all of this. How but- is that criticism, though, really? <laughs> I mean, you can't argue with the result, can you? And that's the value of having people help you to communicate your message, especially when it's one arguably as important as coming from a world leader or a past world leader in Obama's case. Yeah. I will probably go back and watch this again because I just really like it. I really like some of the things that he said. Yeah, I really liked it too. This is only my second run through and there's a Wikipedia page that lists all of the speakers. So it might be worth going and watching some of those. If you are, there's a few names in there I recognize, there's some I don't. But that was Obama's virtual commencement speech, the class of 2020. And I hope that uh, sooner rather than later, the people that this is aimed at can actually get out and continue their lives and the same all around the world. As I mentioned, there's a link down in the show notes where you can go and watch Obama give this speech. This is your generation's world to shape. And we hope you've enjoyed this speech breakdown episode of the Presentation Boss podcast. Stay safe out there and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to today's show. Head to presentationboss.com.au slash podcast where you'll find the show notes for this episode, all other episodes and other free resources. If you've seen a speech you'd like us to break down on the show, flick us the link at podcast at presentationboss.com.au. Most importantly, we rely on you to share the information in this podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please recommend us to a friend or we'd love for you to give us a review on iTunes. It helps more people find us. Have a great week. And talk about the difference between... Let's bump the mic.